0: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.
1: What's the best way to reduce? Eat plenty or starve yourself? 30 pounds in just 18 weeks. Jenny Craig totally worked.
2: I love to eat, but overeating made it impossible to
1: lose weight.
0: My body wants bread and I'm going to give my body what it wants. Oh, my God. (laughs) Naturally,
1: political studies prove that overeating is the most frequent awakening. If you need to lose weight, it's it's a really weight really you need to lose weight today and bring your weight down over
2: the Welcome to Fad Camp, a podcast that throws a comedy eye over societal obsession of diets. Now, a little disclaimer: we are not health experts, but we are Fad diet connoisseurs. I'm your host, comedian Grace Mulvey.
0: And I'm your co host, Connor Dowling.
2: Welcome to Fat Camp.
0: Hello, Connor. Hey, Grace. I
2: think we have some exciting news, don't we?
0: Absolutely.
2: This is like sort of a children's TV show, it's very annoying with the animals. <laughs> <laughs> important news we have say. so we are recording for the first time in the same room which has never we've never done before um on fad camp but more exciting is we're actually uh, recording in the headstuff studio so we are now part of the headstuff podcast network all very exciting we can't believe it we're in now instead of like being in our own sad um apartments <laughs> that we don't own and pay extra rent and um, recording this we're now in a proper soundproofed room can you this believe is it? This
0: amazing. I can't get over it. We're talking to real microphones before. I don't know what we were doing, but maybe... The episode... Before we just
2: had tin cans tin and cans. a rope between it. Yeah. And then we just recorded that. Yeah.
0: Whoever heard our podcast before, it's a miracle. But um, we're really excited to be here. Maybe the episode sounds a little bit different. Yeah. But hopefully we're able to deliver the goods <laughs> just as good. And if it's worse, let's just blame uh, the studio.
2: Yeah, we'll blame the studio. There's some sort of weird voodoo around yeah, here if it's worse. That must be it. Um, but I feel like the show just is going to sound sexier. Or something like you know, it's next it's going to be less hollow and the sadness of millennials' apartments <laughs> involved in the show will no longer be a factor. It's it's going to be like a, a sexier quality yeah. to it. So yeah, Connor, the episode we have for today, I've prepared it. It's my one that I am presenting to you. Very excited. It's one that I actually I got the idea for this episode of TikTok of all places. Listen, the young kids know know what's happening with the diet world, but I had never heard of this diet before. I just had to delve into it. Okay. So it is basically a religious based diet. Okay. Now it's, it was set up by Gwen Shamblin Lara. We'll go into her later. Okay. Um, it's called Wait,
0: the Shamblin. Sh- Sh- Shamblin. I come from a long line of Shamblins, actually. No, <laughs> I've never heard that name before. That's wonderful. That's, That's great. wonderful.
2: Um, She, is the founder of a Christian diet program called The Way Down Workshop and the founder of the Remnant Fellowship Church, okay? Okay. So she founded a church based off a diet.
0: Wow, I haven't heard of any of those churches. I
2: know, I can't believe... I, You know, I've done nearly every diet go and I can't believe I didn't (laughs) somehow fall into this like sort of weird cult diet. But anyway, we're going to go into it in a second, but what do you know, Connor, about religious-based diets?
0: Wow, I mean, okay. Okay, I think... You know, we are going to be very well equipped to talk about religion in a very sensitive <laughs> way. So I just want to throw that out there yeah, first. On
2: on top of that, we'll we'll discuss uh the sectarian issues yeah, in Northern Ireland uh, in a very, you know, knowledgeable way.
0: Okay. So what do I know about religious based diets? I have to say, Grace, I have never really heard of like a diet per se. Um that's that has a religion based around it. I know that, you know, in various cultures, there's fasting can be important. Yeah. Um, there's also, uh, you know, there's there's stories in the past of like, you know, during famine times, uh, people being swayed into religions because they've no food. So I guess, oh. you know, there's there's uh, there's some sort of connection there. But to actually use a religion as, <laughs> like it just conscious of all sorts of images. And the first thing I thought of was just like, you know, communion wafer and wine diet just like oh
2: my god that'd be an amazing diet that'd
0: be an amazing diet yeah Yeah, just all you eat is that tasty wafer you can get gluten free wafers (laughs) as we know in the church they do offer a gluten free option and you can do the wine so you do wafer wine wafer wine
2: I feel like a wafer wine diet is the diet of most like mothers in their 30s who are just dealing with (laughs) with young kids
0: the wafer wine diet has a (laughs) nice ring to it doesn't it
2: actually what I found from doing the research for this is so much of the diet industry today kind of comes from religion in some way like wow. and then, like if you think about like say intermittent fasting okay. and like cutting out certain
0: food groups yeah. a
2: lot of religions actually practice those things so first of
0: all right do you want to know though grace when you said that when you said uh, a lot of um diets come from religions i was like really and then immediately i was like oh absolutely actually you know (laughs) you've got some sort of charismatic leader at the head of uh, you know there's there's rules there's commandments there's sins sometimes you know no there's
2: this good and bad in every religion there is good and bad that's the same with dieting there's always a person that you look up to they're the one that you want to be so, like, the head of a religion is the one that, like, is the hmm. kind of, like, peak of perfection of that religion. It's the same with dieting. It's like someone yeah. being like, do you want my abs? And someone else, someone else being like, do you want my soul? It's a good-looking soul. And you we've know seen I mean?
0: Jesus on the cross. We've seen those abs.
2: He is felt Now, Christianity, generally, Christians, no dietary restrictions. I was brought up as a Catholic the only rule I can remember as a Catholic food wise was no meat on Fridays. Okay. That was a big one back in the day. That what, was did, like a mortal sin back then. Did from you my, follow that in your no. family? No. <laughs> but like, I remember my dad saying like, in 1970s Ireland, like, you know, peak depression. Um, him saying like, oh, you couldn't, like, you wouldn't be able to um, eat any meat on a Friday. Like as in like, butchers would close and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm pretty sure you weren't allowed to eat before mass. On a Sunday,
0: yes, and we always
2: knew who was Protestant because you could smell their fries,
0: right? And who was really dedicated because they would faint in church. F- people <laughs> yeah, fainting in yeah, church, yeah,
2: I'm sure they would. From yeah. being
0: starving, that was a real thing. Like, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm probably. St- and uh, you'd be wait, dying you for
0: the wafer. You'd be standing in the back oh. of the church, going, "Hook me up with that wafer, son."
2: I'm sure you could smell the wafer when the priest takes oh. it out. You know, and he holds up the big wafer and he like cuts it off. Why does
0: he get a big wafer and everyone else gets a small wafer? <laughs>
2: wafer as well it's like i used to think they were um milky bar buttons oh yeah and i was so disappointed when my when my confirmation came and i could finally get that bloody and then it was like this it tastes like paper
0: but we don't get the big one you you you're not on your confirmation you didn't get the big wafer though did you (laughs) because if you did we're gonna need to have some serious words
2: he gave me the big wafer on a plate with like knife and fork and i'm like thank you
0: You want the wafer? You're going to finish that whole thing, <laughs> yeah, lady.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh, you're not allowed to get into heaven until you finish every bit on that plate. Um, so that was kind of the general rule. During Lent, obviously, some Christians stop eating certain foods. Yes. So that's a big one. But once again, no kind of set steady rules for Christians. Now, Islam. For Muslims, they eat halal, which is like lawful foods. This includes fruit, vegetables and eggs. Any meat and meat products they consume must be from a halal sla- slaughtered animal. Mm-hmm. Milk, milk, mink not mink um, and <laughs> milk and dairy foods are halal and cheese is halal depending on the ingredients but some prohibited foods also known as harem apologies for mispronouncing this um, include pork crustaceans mm-hmm. blood non-halal animal derived adjectives such as gelatin and sweet and alcohol and any foods containing alcohol so fasting is also required during ramadan which yes. is um the ninth month of the islamic calendar Muslims must refrain from consuming food, liquids and medication between sunrise and sunset. Although, obviously, if it's like breastfeeding um, women, pregnant women or menstruating women are allowed to eat, children under 12 are as well or chronically ill people. But that's, you know, a fasting is a big part of Ramadan. Then Hinduism, right? Hinduism, like, is a very diverse religion with no central authority. Um, But they believe that all living things have a soul. And... So they're reluctant to kill any living creature. The majority of Hindus are lacto-vegetarian, avoiding meat and eggs, although some may eat lamb, chicken or fish. Beef is always avoided because the cow is considered a holy holy animal, um, but dairy products are eaten. Um, so, and then Judaism. So Judaism re- requires food that's kosher, meaning food must meet the standards of Kashrut, which is uh, the Jewish laws about food. And... Um, However, according to the Torah, Jewish law, the only types of meat that are acceptable are cattle and game that have cloven hooves and chew cud, right? Okay. So sheep, cattle and goats Goats, may be eaten as they meet, meet the requirement, whereas pigs cannot be eaten. Because although they have cloven hooves, they do not chew cud.
0: Wow, that's such an interesting distinction.
2: Isn't it? I really was like, well, they really got away with those, those pigs yeah. for a blatant. After slaughter, forbidden blood, veins and certain fats must be removed. Lovely. So it is really... Then there's like, I looked into sort of some smaller religions, right? You have Mormonism, which they have a very interesting one because they have specific religious dietary restrictions, Mormons, um, that are, they don't drink coffee or tea, alcohol or smoke tobacco or any use any illegal drugs the idea for Mormons is to avoid mind altering substances so they consider tea and coffee that okay. however Mormons are also advised to eat respectively and with appreci- appreciation through portion control, zero waste and by avoiding overindulgence so basically the whole p- Mormons want to show off like self control and humility through a monthly fast equating missing two meals on the first Sunday of each okay. month So these are like, the reason I brought this up was because when I heard of like a religious-based diet, I was like, what is this church Mm -hmm, doing? Sure. But then when I read about kind of the dietary restrictions around religions, I was like, when I heard clean eating came from like kind of Rastafarianism, I was like, what? (laughs) It blew my mind because I think we think these things just show up out of nowhere. But they're obviously picked up from certain cultures or religions or backgrounds and then kind of repackaged and made made into sort of you know, and then probably also monetized. Well, repackaged
0: yeah. and made into um, commercial products, essentially. Yeah.
2: like instead of like, you know, this, maybe this will help you get closer to God. It's more like get these abs. That's what I think that they've <laughs> repackaged it as. And um, so going through all that, right. So this Gwen Shamblin Lara woman came up with her own church, the Remnant Fellowship Church. Now, unlike most diets that we kind of cover and how they've been created a lot of the people that are creating them we're like "Mm, their credentials aren't great (laughs) (laughs) nutrition wise and stuff like that but lara actually or gwen i'm gonna call her earned an undergraduate degree in dietetics from the university of tennessee and then her master's in food and nutrition in memphis state university right so she was a registered dietitian consultant and a faculty member of the Memphis State University for five years. She also worked in the U.S. as the U.S. State Health Department, like, for five years as well. So this woman had...
0: Credentials. Credentials credentials
2: of the wazoo. Okay? By the way, this is just a little fact about her that I find... um, very interesting. In 2018, she married Joe Lara, who was an American actor, martial artist and musician widely known as in the role of Tarzan in the American TV series Tarzan, The Epic Adventures. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Oh,
0: I think, well, was that the Tarzan that was on TV when we were like growing up? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she married a stud. Wow, wow. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if anyone yeah.
0: knows anything about like clean eating and being exactly. crazy rich. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. It's him. basically how Gwen became to be very well known and very successful. She was the author of The Way Down Diet, which was first, pu- first published in 1997. Okay, this diet advises using spirituality to avoid overeating and has sold more than 1.2 million copies. Wow I can't be, like that's what I mean I couldn't believe how I'd never heard about this before
0: Okay when you say spirituality though like that's a very broad term what are we talking here spirituality wise
2: I, I, I'll i go through more details it's, but like yeah. a very specific type of Christianity I suppose
0: the, yeah okay I suppose the reason I ask is because you know when sometimes when people say like oh I'm not religious but I'm spiritual as in they yeah. you know maybe practice in meditation or believe yeah. in energy or whatever Um, but this is like no the spirituality as in the Holy Spirit as in Christianity she
2: is using direct quotes from the Bible. Oh, I love it. In ta- talking people it. out of eating. <laughs> okay. When I go through exactly the quotes, she the way, do you know, like, I always find that the way people are able to use a book or certain quotes to kind of for their own gain. Oh,
0: well, the Bible is like the number one place <laughs> number for that. One.
2: But it's like she got like a 10 step program out of the Bible of how to diet. Yeah. And I just, I'm like, I don't know, maybe like Jesus would be okay with like a Snickers every once in a while. I like, I don't know. I don't know him. Yeah. Also,
0: I mean, the food pyramid was very different in Jesus's day. Like we're <laughs> yeah. talking a few loaves, a few fishes, basically just carbs and protein <laughs>
2: Just two. It was just half, yeah. and it was just the carbs was just bread, five thousand bread, yeah. <laughs> and then the upper half was just five thousand fish.
0: That's yeah. it. that's your food. That's yeah. all there is. Yeah. And just avoid the bread, and you'll be fine. <laughs>
2: so in the book right Lara expounds on her theory that there are two very different needs in each person a need for food and an emotional need according to her people should only eat when they feel real physical hunger and stop when full That's okay bad advice right on prayer and bible reading will fill the emotional needs instead of food okay overeating is equated with greed that's
0: okay. a
2: core principle of. I can hear you go from. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. I'm And in. then. And then oh.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh.
2: A core principle of the way down diet when people feel an urge to snack, um, but are not feeling um, psychological hunger is that you know to avoid greed basically. And um, Lara encourages participants to read the Bible instead okay. of snacking. Okay. So. One of the big things of the diet when I was researching it is that she would use the term eat like a thin person.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So, Lara very much, or like Gwen, I'll call her, um, very much believes that there's no genetic reason for people being fat. Okay. She just doesn't believe that at all. God does not make
1: fat people.
0: No.
2: Then babies are coming out wrong because all babies are fat. I'm just gonna put that Good
0: out Point. There.
2: <laughs> all babies are pudgy. Um, Gwen's highly popular ministry turned business, what she called the Way Down Workshop, wasn't always received so well, as you can imagine. She, this is her talking on the News Channel Five. I'm going to quote her. I got them on simple pr- principles. Don't focus on it. Focus on God. Focus on her, His will. Right. Her books brought her thousands of devoted followers, but also a lot of controversy. So the whole part of her saying, um, not believing, say, that, like, there's any genetics mm-hmm. involved, was she used the Holocaust oh, no. as an example of oh, no. why she doesn't believe genetics have any reason to it. Uh. She claimed that she found, she found support for her ideas, especially her belief that genetics do not play a role in weight loss, by looking at the starvation of Jewish people in Nazi concentration camps. She said, how in the Holocaust did you have these people getting so real down skinny? They ate less food, she told CNN's Larry King.
0: Oh, my God. I'm just trying to imagine what his response could have been to that. Like.
2: <laughs> I think it was just dead air for five minutes. Just, what do you say to that?
0: That is so crazy. Oh Why my did God. You
2: pick that? There's a lot of famines out there that you can use as a as a. It's a very weird thing that she went with that for that specific example as well. She's saying
0: that even in that situation, people still lost weight. That's what
2: she's saying. She's like, if genetics play a part, then why do these people lose? But I'm like, so she's
0: saying that they would have stayed fat if they were just genetically fat.
2: No, that's that's what she meant. Yeah, Yeah. if if they were. Yeah, if they they were.
0: There's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot going on
2: here. So just to give you some information on Lara, on May 29th, 2021, Lara Lara died alongside six other church leaders, including her husband, Joe, um, on a private jet bound for Palm Beach, Florida, um, which crashed into a Percy Priest Lake um, in Tennessee, short wow. after takeoff. So obviously, listen, we won't be discuss- like we're not discussing that. We're discussing the mm-hmm. the business behind okay. it. But that happened this year, which just it happens to be some a caveat of like such a so recent that that happened. Wow. Let's go to the diet. So that's about Gwen and the person that she was. She came came, came into hot water as well because she sort of said, "I don't." you know, I don't get anything out of this, but it was a business that she earned okay. a lot of money from. Okay. So d- people did kind of go like, well, it's not like this is for free. You know what I mean? Right, like okay. either. So I went on the website and it is still extremely active. It's, a, you know, kind of like any diet website. You know what I mean? There's a lot of like information on it. It's just like selling you a program essentially. <laughs> um, but when I was on the website, which I thought was funny, it had the same promises that like all diet like programs do. No more dieting, you yeah. know, six weeks to a whole new life. Now, the six weeks to a whole new life. I, why is it always six weeks? I don't know if this is every single diet, but every single time I'm always like six weeks is what you get in, this, in a, any diet yeah, program. Because
0: a month's too short and a year's <laughs> too long. <laughs>
2: Six weeks is like golden period where you get to lose weight. It's
0: like it must be like a marketing thing, like you know the way they say, like if something costs twenty euro, make it nineteen ninety nine, make people feel like they're getting a yes. deal. Six yeah, weeks, yeah, yeah. it's like a month. You know you can't lose weight that much weight in a month, yeah. but in six weeks, oh
2: yeah. And I think as well, actually, there is a lot of things where apparently a lot of people give up on diets
0: because they're unsustainable,
2: obviously. But five, five, six weeks in.
0: Okay Yeah Very suspicious
2: I know So It also Mm. The third promise they made On on the front page of the website Was lose your weight permanently Okay Permanently
0: okay On the website though You'll lose that weight permanently You're going to gain back some new weight (laughs) You're going to gain back some new weight That you didn't have before It's different weight It's different fat Also Maybe even
2: even a bit more
0: Yeah And that's going to be new too Yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah. But the other weight That's gone for good Permanently Because I then on the website, after they said lose weight permanently on the website in the kind of get getting started section. The first thing they have is, are you new to weigh down and underneath that? Or are you returning to weigh down? And I was like, well, if you lose weight permanently, why would you need to return to weigh down is my argument. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. But anyway, so. The first like the three kind of caveats that they have or the three kind of promises um, that they say is relearn how to feed the stomach only when it is truly hungry. Relearn how to feed or nourish the longing human soul with a relationship with God. And third, relearn how to recognize the different hunger urges and not confuse them.
0: Well, you know, it's like like a lot of things and like a lot of um, religious groups and like a lot of, well, what, what they call fringe religious orders, aka cults. There's a bit of, you know, a truth in there you know like there's a bit of um, there's something attractive in there that when you hear the first line of relearn how to kind of like feed yourself or recognise your hunger and fullness cues yeah. I mean that's yeah. straight out of a mindful eating slash intuitive eating
2: that's it, you know literally the intuitive eating yeah, mantra it's to, like listen to your body yeah. and what it wants eat yeah. when
0: you're hungry stop when you're full you know those sort of things so like they're taking things that you know technically do work and like you say they're repackaging them and kind of pairing them with this yeah, like yeah. and also relearn to nourish your religious outlook or whatever yes,
2: yeah the thing about it is right I'm not coming out to the religious thing. I actually, when I looked into the actual diet, of it, again, it is a diet. Right. And when I go through kind of the food diary part of okay. it, some of it is going... Is it just generic? It's not even generic. It's Some of it is going also, disregard your hunger. As in like, you know okay. what I mean? It's almost pushing it to the point where it's like, you know what I mean? Like right. you push your body to the point where you are like kind of starving. Well, didn't it
0: say at one point... When you're hungry, read the Bible. Didn't it say, or did I just imagine that? Was that God whispering that in my <laughs> ear or was that was, you? That was
2: actually, a light shone into the room. No, yeah. um, no that was uh, actually, yeah. Basically, it's like, if you don't think it's physical hunger, read a Bible, is what they're saying. But let me, let okay. me go on. Okay. okay. So uh, In the website, once again, some of the stuff is all right yeah. that they're saying. But then it's also like then when you get in. It's like, it's like always, I think. It's like. On the website, you might get the good stuff, but then behind the paywall is suddenly, right? Oh yeah, an apple yeah. only every two weeks, okay. and that's all. You know that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. So on the main website, it said, "You are not a failure. It is not genetic, and God is not sabotaging you. He does hope that your slavery to diets and overweight will make you call him call out to him." You're using your power and man's rules. God is too smart to let local weight loss group or fat gram counting to be your saviour and get all the credit.
0: So God is jealous of of Slim uh, slim Style. What's it called? Slim Sliming World. Slimming World. Slim Style. Slim Style.
2: With actually, definitely, I think Slim Style would be a great um, weird dieting, like sort of like uh, clothing line. Slim yeah, style.
0: <laughs> but the initials are SS, so it's just like, it's never going to work. God is...
1: God So she literally is saying Sorry
2: I just got the, the fact that like Nazi concentration camps Were brought up earlier And then an SS um, It's clothing, no coincidence like, Grace It's no coincidence It's no coincidence
0: yeah. so, so she is actually saying That you think God Is going to let oh, yeah. Slimming World Etc Take all the credit For <laughs> him getting you Lean It's
2: like Yeah I know But that's what I mean I'm like I don't know This is where where I'm like Some of the stuff I was like That's okay And now I'm like Oh now this is getting Very
0: deep But sorry But this is saying That not only does God care If you are (laughs) overweight If you are fat God cares How much weight You are losing On your diet Yeah Wow
2: Yeah And, And God cares you know, which weight loss group you're doing it with.
0: Okay, but you know what? I don't want to be insensitive. Like, real talk for a second, because let's say you are super religious. Like, yeah. I think it's probably no secret. Myself and Grace are probably not that religious. We've never had this conversation well, I'm before. on
2: the atheist diet.
0: I mean, <laughs> I've just come from mass. But no, but like, if you are super religious, right? Fair yeah. play to you. That's grand. Maybe in your prayers, you are going to include something like, oh, like, you know, p- please God help me lose some weight, yeah. that sort of thing. So, okay, no disrespect there. Okay, but... To actually like emphatically say in your program that God is, <laughs> you know, not wanting the yeah. the weighing scales yeah. or the local slimming groups, the tools that you might yeah. use to help yourself lose weight, that God is not going to let that happen because yeah. he wants to take the credit for it it's yeah. bonkers
2: Like, well I also think it's bonkers when I'm like the reason why I have no problem making fun of this and I, that's I totally respect religious people is that this woman is going to be making money off of this mm. it is not it, like to me I'm like I'm laughing at the fact that she's going God wouldn't want you going there he'd want you spending yeah. money here what
0: no. Oh my <laughs> like God. that is
2: a big statement to yeah. make. From I think it that's really disrespectful. It is. Um, okay. So just to go through more, okay. So I, I thought this is interesting. She has like a kind of, you know, um a section in the website where it's like, you know, ask me kind of any questions. So how did this program come about? Well, Waydown was officially founded in nineteen eighty-six. This is now a 30-year-old faith-based weight loss program Re-established the idea of turning to God for help An age-old concept that was abandoned in the 60s, 70s and 80s Wow I find it, I was like, what happened through those three decades? Well, like that's she, when the
0: diet industry sprang yeah. up
2: Yeah, oh yeah Oh my God Do
0: you Connor. think the devil is in charge of the diet industry? Wait, actually, that would actually line up with a lot of yeah, what we preach yeah. here
2: In a way, maybe we're being the fools Yeah I, What if the devil's behind, like Weight Watchers and Slimming World? I would not be surprised. Oh yeah, and he's like push avocados. Um, (laughs) okay. Um, she also mentioned, and this is I thought was very interesting. She goes, "I personally, I was personally battling being overweight through my teen and college years, even though the process of obtaining an undergraduate degree in dietetics and a master's. But after six years of study, surrounded by the top minds in the country, I was discovering that permanent weight loss was evasive to all." So I turned from the many failed attempts at dieting and the, st- and the study of food and instead began to study people who were thin from birth to, to adulthood. Okay. And I compared my behavior to theirs. The fact was they ate significantly less over a three-day period and they had no mental or emotional preoccupation with food. Okay. I think a lot of thin people might have a preoccupation with food, but... They only ate when they were hungry and ate in moderation, stopping after a small amount. I immediately stopped dieting, instead worked on changing my greedy for food behavior, imitating their self-control, and I lost my way permanently.
0: Okay, but where does Jesus come into that? <laughs> That's uh, like, okay, so you observe thin people and you yeah. go, okay, this is the uh, the p- behavioral patterns or what I think are the behavioral patterns of people who are quote unquote naturally thin. Yeah. Um, where do you go? Oh, and also they're really good Christians.
2: Yes, actually that's so interesting. I wonder if she did a breakdown also of the religion of. These I talked people. to my
0: one thin friend <laughs> who is also big into religion, and this is what they had to say: "Is this is this your research? That
2: might just be it. Like,
0: yeah,
2: uh, yeah I do wonder. Actually, that's so true because she hasn't mentioned how in any way it's just like her on. faith has. Yeah, yeah, done anything? This is what I mean though. That's why I think it's a. Marketing. She's going
0: after the religious market.
2: Yeah, exactly. And we
0: know that we see this on American TV all the time. These kind of shop at home kind of people. I don't know their names. Evangelists, evangelists, particularly
2: evangelists. Yeah,
0: they're selling snake oil. They're selling, you know, send us donations and we'll send you healing. All that sort of stuff. So we know that this uh, portion of society, this cohort, we know that they spend money. Yeah. You know, and if 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 we're told if and if it's if it's connected to something that they're passionate about, like religion, uh, so it's like this. It's almost like this kind of one-two punch of like, people are going to spend money on the diet yes. industry. People are going to spend money on their religious beliefs. Yeah. Let's see if we can kind of hit the two of them together.
2: And that's what I. That's why I think. Like for me, it's I'm genius. like you. <laughs> how,
0: how how? Where how, do I sign off <laughs>
1: the garish overeating. We here at Bible Battle Binge Eating Program want to bring our faith back into your diet. With our easy 10-step program, you too can banish those unholy pounds away. Our steps are as follows. I am the diet that will lord over you. Thou shalt not have any delicious foods while following me. Thou shalt not take any pleasure in food. Remember to keep holy, leg day. Honor thy food diary and thy fitness regime. Thou shalt not kill your diet. Thou shalt not commit adultery on one's diet. Thou shalt not steal time away from the diet to focus on anything else in life. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy diet by admitting it is unsustainable. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife's ability to enjoy food. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's good nature due to them not being on a restrictive diet. If you are not sold on those ten steps, you are a heathen who will burn in hell. But if you are not a bad person and want to better yourself, listen to what our customers have to say.
2: Hi, I'm Mary, and I lost 20 pounds on the Pray Away the Garish Overeating Program by simply saying this prayer every time I was hungry. Hail Mary full of bread, the problem is me. Big are thou among women, and blessed be your stomach with fruit and nothing else.
0: Hi, I'm Frank, and I lost 45 pounds by reciting this prayer. Our Frank, who art heavyset, hallow should be thy stomach. Thy fitness
1: come, thighs will be toned, on leg day as it is in the gym.
2: I'm a little detective. I managed to get behind the paywall without paying any money and find a workbook. Now, how did I do it, you ask? I just Googled (laughs) (laughs) the Way Down workbook and someone, some beautiful faith-based person (laughs) uploaded a PDF that I was able to download. Oh, wow. So basically, right, like this is called the, the Way Down workbook. Is called the Exodus out of Egypt. Another just quick little side. I want you to note how many times she uses slavery as a metaphor for your diet. I feel
0: like you've already said the word slavery and it kind of. I have
2: said the word slavery, Connor. I have a real issue (laughs) with how many times she uses the kind of metaphor of slavery Mm -hmm. with dieting. That I'm like, slavery is a real problem. (laughs) I don't think you should be using it in this way. So Basically, the workbook is essentially a food diary. We all know what a food diary is. In there. Not a good time. Okay. It has all the standards of every weight loss program. You know, a goal of the week, etc, cetera, etc.
1: Cetera,
2: except... G-O-W. So, <laughs> G-O-W. Um, so week one of Exodus. This is kind of how they, you know, bring you in. First and foremost, understand that you are not a failure. Over the years you have developed a passion for and a focus on food, which has left you overweight and miserable under its control. Attempts to solve the problem by dieting has has increased this focus. Through weight down, you will learn to transfer both the passion for food and your cry for deliverance from it to the only one who truly deserves all of this attention, God. The slavery to food and dieting is much like the bondage of the children of Israel suffered at the hands of the Egyptian pharaohs in the Old Testament.
0: Wow, you almost had me there for a second until we started talking about Israel. And now I'm like, wait, hang on a second. The children of Israel, what do they have to do with my addiction to Twinkies?
2: I have a partiality to one too many bickies in my tea. How have I suddenly been brought into it? (laughs) <laughs> the, the pharaohs the Egyptian pharaohs of the Old Testament wow,
0: that's a bit of a walk isn't it like
2: the, yeah okay so uh, basically you know she says like in the in the Bible God hears their cries and delivers them from Egypt um, you know and tests their devotion in the desert and finally brings them peace and joy in the promised land but the choice is up to us for us to <laughs> leave Egypt and go through the desert where a devotion to find that peace. Wait a minute. Enjoy. Am
0: I the desert or am I <laughs> Egypt?
2: Okay. Wait, wait. Which place has the most food? That's what I want
0: to know. And where does the burning bush come into it? Hang on a second. Okay.
2: Milk and honey. Is there any milk and honey? Okay. So
0: so we got to get... Wait, hang on. So we got to get out of Egypt?
2: Got to get out of Egypt. We got to get tested in the desert in, uh, in order... To be joyful and free. Right.
0: Okay. The desert is yeah. the new world. It's the hero's journey. Yes. Get in there, get, face yes. some obstacles, slay some dragons. So
2: basically, Egypt is your before photo. Okay. The desert is the diet, and then apparently your freedom. God will deliver you to an after photo. That's how I'm. But reading where? This.
0: What? What <laughs> land are we in here? Because once if you go Egypt, then desert, and then it's just nowhere. Like, <laughs> Connor, are we? Am I, Do I go back to Egypt? Like,
2: Connor, I don't have a map. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I need one. I need <laughs> I have one. a
2: map right now for you. Okay, I'm sure they provide a map. Like, say in Lord of the Rings in the book, they provide a map. In, in the workbook but unfortunately they did, I didn't get I it I love it PDF. though
0: because it's almost like she's starting out with this really strong <laughs> metaphor and then just kind of trailing off so, right so Egypt okay oh it's a dark it's a scary place you want to get out of there into the desert and it's oh you're going to be face some challenges then
2: just chill don't worry about it then just be thin and chill yeah. that's what it's all about okay so now let's get into the nitty gritty of it
0: okay right? wait a minute it gets nittier and
1: grittier <laughs>
2: You had a problem making fun of this in the beginning. And now you're like, wait a minute, this is bonkers. And I'm like, yes, I know. Okay. How to feed your stomach. So this is basically what they tell you how you're going to, you know, get into the program. Step one, wait anywhere from one to 36 hours on your first hunger.
0: Wait, sorry. (laughs) I'm... (laughs) Wait, I'm to wait from either one to 36 hours while I'm hungry? Yeah. That's a bit of a gap, isn't it?
2: Connor, what? You sleep like... You sleep eight hours.
0: okay. So I can sleep through it. I thought it was just to wait in the one place and go, how hungry am I? Getting pretty hungry. It's only been five minutes.
2: Get a plane... Get get a plane to a desert. (laughs) Sit in the desert on a stool. Wait one to 36 hours. One to 36 hours. So that's, first of all, straight away, right? On your first hunger. This is when you start the diet. Okay. And then it will come Then like eat approximately one to three times a day.
0: Okay. So so okay, so after
2: your first hunger. So uh, when
0: you do this one to thirty-six hours, yeah, let's say it's an hour, two hours, whatever.
2: Fifty-nine minutes isn't good enough.
0: Okay. Then, <laughs> then you know you're getting is this are my are my you're getting then, a gauge of then what, your what your hunger, hunger is. Hunger
2: is approximately going to come anywhere between one to three times a day. Okay. So they describe as your hunger is when you're gonna eat, right? Okay. okay. So obviously straight away Shout <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> Not the greatest plan I've ever heard of. Step two. This is just hunger is a very natural, burning, empty, hollow sensation just below the ribcage. Okay. There is a buildup of stomach acid, which will produce a growl. If you have to bypass hunger due to work or social conflicts, the sensation will come back in around 45 minutes. Okay. while it is normal to skip or miss hunger every once in a while do not make it a habit okay if you haven't felt hunger within 36 hours eat a small wheel- meal and wait for the hunger again so this 36 hours thing comes again so if you haven't felt hunger within 36 hours eat a small meal and wait for the hunger again you should feel it soon after your first attempt don't keep waiting 36 hours. Continue to decrease your food daily until you feel stomach hunger. Um, we work on reducing food intakes to normal amounts for your body, right? Number three, family mealtime. If you're hungry before dinner, just bypass hunger. If you're full at normal meal times because of an irregular eating schedule or because you've tasted all your cooking several times, then just drink a glass of unsweet tea or a diet drink and talk with the family.
0: That sounds like hell (laughs) (laughs) No okay So she's saying Yeah she's saying If you're not hungry Don't eat like
2: But she No but what she's saying is Right If you are full at the mealtime From Because Of an irregular eating Yeah Which is fair enough Yeah Or from tasting your cooking You've
0: been sampling that sauce (laughs) Let me just Just one more Full now
2: Oh I couldn't I couldn't eat another morsel Of that tomato sauce I pulled
0: out one strand of spaghetti (laughs) Cut off the edge Make sure it was cooked Full now
2: Oh couldn't eat again But this is very non-specific That's Mm. what I mean It's Although like It's very much Left Like basically it's essentially saying Wait until you are absolutely starving And make sure you're starving
0: Yeah it sounds like it's encouraging Like starve yourself It's kind of like saying like Hey if you can wait 36 hours You'll be fine
2: Yeah and then, yeah, it's basically saying to kind of start yourself for 36 hours and then decrease that time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so the next day, do 35 hours. Wait a minute, but there's only 30, there's only wait wait, 30,
1: how many 30 wait, this, hours in a day?
0: 24 hours in
2: a day. <laughs> Am I meant to wait? That's not right. another day. That's another day and a half. Number four, drink non-alcoholic beverages or diet drinks to help sugar levels drop normally so that you can get the hunger signal. Continual intake of sugar through drinks Like soda drinks Gatorade And juice Prevent you from Sensing hunger
0: Like Gatorade Did she say Yeah That's madness Like most diets Would say like
2: But what she's saying is Basically yeah That's the thing It's not about Any specific yeah, okay. food What she's sure. saying is Oh Okay wh- But like diet Like well, This is like Teenage girls Teenage girls mm-hmm. Would drink Tons of Diet Coke Just yeah. so that they won't eat Yeah that, th- Essentially what she's saying is If you are hungry If you drink this you won't feel your hunger. Wow. <laughs> that's even ignoring your own hunger. Yeah. Going yeah. against what it she's is. saying to do. It's like
0: saying, hey, let's do intuitive eating, except let's only focus on the part where you're not hungry. Yeah. So yeah. if you're hungry, oh, let's kind of skate over that as best we can because that's a problem. <laughs>
2: but even then, that's it. Yeah. If you're hungry, if you can try pretend you're not hungry.
0: Yeah. Great. <laughs> if you're Brilliant. full, if you're full, you're doing great.
2: Yeah. But if you're actually full of food, you're not doing yeah. great. Um. But this is what she says, if you are sipping on these drinks all day, it is like an IV bag in a hospital that continually keeps your blood sugar elevated, preventing your body from ever knowing when you are truly hungry.
0: Just want to get one over on your body. It's like, ah, that bastard will never know I'm hungry.
2: If you do not like diet drinks, try them for three straight weeks.
0: Oh my God, come on.
2: (laughs) It only takes your taste buds this long to switch over. Yeah. This is another one. Use a fork when you're eating. Put it down between bites and sip your drink. A lot of people would give sure. that advice. Again, um, it is a tool to help you slow down in order to find fullness. Anything you can do to slow you down and not be greedy.
0: Mm-hmm. This greedy, You must you. be stopped at all costs. <laughs> Anything you can do to slow yourself down.
2: <laughs> you're a maniac yeah. and you
0: need to be stopped. <laughs> you greedy son of a so-and-so.
2: Be, number six, be attentive to your body when it starts to get satisfied and stop eating when you are politely full, which is a satisfied feeling. Politely full.
0: Is, That's an interesting way does of putting politely it.
2: Politely full. Mean.
0: And and I'm I'm kind of wondering here. What are we on Commandment number seven? And where is Jesus? <laughs> at what point no. do we start? Eat, at what point do we start eating Bible pages here?
2: I, you know what's so funny, Connor? I hadn't even brought. You that forgot. In. I just forgot. You forgot eat, like, Yeah, I forgot that we were meant to see. The, Children of Israel. I didn't know what we were meant to be doing at the moment. Um, I are we in the New Testament, Old Testament, having a clue? Exodus, I think. Um, we're in ex. Well, I know. We, well, apparently, we are, but I haven't heard anything about it in the steps. Um. Number seven, rate your foods, decide which foods you like best and eat those first, saving the least favorite until the end.
0: Okay, I've heard that. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people will say, you know, when you're eating mindfully, right? So you've got a big plate of food that you would normally scuff it all down and go and then be super full, right? So if you're eating mindfully, you want to eat your food slowly, meaning you will get full faster, right? Yeah. Uh, which means though that you'll end up leaving food on your plate it's just something that's going to happen if you get full halfway through the meal so what people do is they'll eat the thing that they like the most first that's a legit thing like you know uh, it just means that you might end up like with your broccoli or whatever if you're not a fan of that like you've only eaten your like pork rinds first or whatever pork rinds rinds and broccoli like (laughs) the two food groups in my house I don't know about you (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no—the the the those like ranchero ones that you get in the oh, shops. They're right. they're fine.
2: Pork rinds. I literally was like, I, "Could you not think of any other food?" Pork rinds and black. Are you thinking of pork scratchings? Ah, right. Okay. Um, number eight. Wrap up your leftovers. You can have them the next time you're hungry. Not sure. bad. Do that, that, you know what? you're just like, that's a uh, good advice <laughs> for like, say, a lunch the next
0: day. That's just good housekeeping right there. It don't, <laughs> doesn't even need to be in your book.
2: Next thing you know, she's like selling God's Tupperware. Yeah. And it's you're like, like, oh, you can use God's Tupperware to put them.
0: She's <laughs> like, make sure to wipe down your counter after preparing your meal, put away all utensils and have a great night's yeah. sleep. Do you remember to
2: descale that kettle? It does uh, get lime scale in there. <laughs> Imagine yeah. that was like Here's number nine. You're like,
0: oh. Okay. Here's a tip for the winter months. Chains on your tires. Okay. Trust me. You'll thank me later. Anyway, back to the diet.
2: Yeah. Get a fan in that, that toilet. It's really going to get out the, the mold. You know, you don't want any mold in there. Um, okay. Number nine. Use carry outs when eating. You know, restaurants have big portions. Once again, that's pretty good advice. Number 10. Do not serve yourself a five course meal. Just because a medication must be taken with food. Food needed. Food needed with medication can be small amounts. Like one to three crackers, unless your physician gives different orders. Generally, you do not need a banquet.
0: That is such a specific thing.
2: How many times was she like? I am so sick of seeing people on medication. (laughs) I would having a five-course meal. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sick of
1: this. Did it have to be five large pizzas? I mean, come on.
0: Okay, food recall. This is the
2: part of it that I really really had um, a Okay, um, I'm just going to show you. This is an example food diary that they included in the workbook of kind of like what it should look like. Okay, um, and uh, you will love this. Connor. It's like breakfast how-
0: Leviticus. <laughs>
1: I had Psalms for lunch and I had...
2: <laughs> lunch, Leviticus, would totally have been good as well. Um, okay. Uh, okay, right. So here is an example of the food recall, which is basically food diary. Pre-breakfast snacks or drinks. Cup of coffee with a little cream. Okay. Breakfast, nothing. Mid-morning snacks, nothing. Lunch, half a BLT sandwich, two to three onion rings, Diet Coke. Afternoon snack, Hershey's kisses wait
0: what happened to the other half of the sandwich where does that go
2: <laughs> um well I imagine you put it into God's Tupperware box okay and for it tomorrow right okay I forgot yeah.
0: commandment number seven
2: <laughs> yeah afternoon snack two hershey kisses dinner several bites of barbecue chicken baked beans and potato chips several bites
0: several bites wait wait several bites of barbecue chicken, chicken baked
2: b- baked beans and potato chips
0: how do you bite a bean <laughs> Like, just like, it's like, yeah. yeah, okay.
2: Evening snack, two, three bites of chocolate cake Diet Coke. Midnight snack, nothing. Yay, praise God. I filled up on God and Jesus Christ.
0: Wait, what, does it say there? <laughs> no, it doesn't, does yeah, it? it does. Oh my God. <laughs> they got does. jokes too. <laughs>
1: they got humor. Oh, they're making it fun.
2: That is a very small amount of food. And what's very funny to me is that is like the example food diary. Yeah. It's not exactly like a particularly healthy.
0: No. And I think you the know. strategy there is to show people, hey, you can still eat your favorite BLT sandwich, just not a whole BLT sandwich. Half one. You can still have onion rings, but two, like two onion rings will just make you hungry for more onion rings. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean?
2: It's designed like, to be eaten yeah. as like 40 and then a cry. That's yeah, what it's exactly. Like that's the, that's, yeah. what, that's
0: all onion rings are good for. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. know that. The
2: guy who created it was like, you can't have less than 40. Yeah. Like, look, <laughs> You need I, to have a cry after.
0: I'd it. rather have like, you know, like a plate of roast potatoes than two fucking onion rings that are going to like probably equal the same amount of calories but the potatoes are going to fill me up a bit more rather than make me want to eat more so yeah, but I think it is to make people think like, oh, you yeah, can still have a bit of cake. I still have a little yeah. Hershey kiss here and there.
2: But the two to three bites, like mm. what? This isn't even portion control. Yeah. You're talking about a portion of something, a normal portion. I've got a big
0: mouth. I can take some big <laughs> bites. I could bite a slice off a of cake.
2: You know what's so funny? I would definitely, if I was part of this, being like, oh yeah, like two to three bites of chocolate cake. To me, is like half the chocolate cake. I managed to get through. You I know, picked like, up the full cake like a
0: sandwich <laughs> and took a bite out of it. Is that what we we're talking do you know,
2: about? Do you know the bit? Like Matilda, where the kids yeah. eat the cake. I feel like I feel like get a massive, <laughs> massive like a ladle and just take it out. Yeah, that is what they're describing as like wow. the portions.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay.
2: They also have a bit here. I that's a
0: very, sorry, but that is a very small amount of food. Whatever it about is. how healthy it is. That's yeah. like, you could fit all of that food on one plate. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And that's and
2: it's, uh, yeah, I know we're joking, but this is the other thing. I know, Once again, total respect to religion.
1: <laughs> love, <laughs> Push, it.
2: love it. Love it. Love it. Five stars. Yeah. <laughs> but like, this is essentially pushing um, under eating. Oh, big time. It is not pushing hmm. anything else other than dismiss your body cues, even though it's saying listen to your body cues, but then mm. also giving the information of, yeah, but then maybe just have a Diet Coke instead yeah. of actually listening to your body cues. It is really, really unhealthy. It's not a good thing to do. That's why I had no problem ripping into this because I was like, it has put faith on a package of under eating. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's totally wrong yeah. to do that. Um, I, the food recall, so this also, the, there was this bit called the temptation in the in the workbook. So, more than likely, you will get tempted with the food when you come home from work and are home alone. There you are in the house.
0: There's no one around. So the battle begins. This sounds (laughs) immediately sexy. Okay. um, So the battle begins. What happens next?
2: (laughs) Take out your sword. (laughs) (laughs) You will feel the temptation come over you.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Is that a promise? Okay.
2: (laughs) And an overwhelming heavy feeling of greed for that food. (laughs) You want to go
0: and eat everything
2: in the refrigerator and in the pantry, but you know you are not
0: hungry. She knows me so well.
2: Number one, first. Immediately flee the area where you are being tempted. Just
0: dive out the window.
2: Ah! Run through the door. Not open the door. Run through it. Like a cartoon shape of your outline should be there. Get she said, like, get out of that kitchen. Go to your bedroom or someplace where you can be alone to gather your thoughts in order to pass this test, you have to concentrate from the beginning and think all the way through of what Mm -hmm. you're going to do. Second, do not eat until your stomach growls. The faster you decide to obey, the faster the temptation goes away. Third, get on your knees and pray to God that he provides an escape and delivers you from this temptation.
0: Where was God when you walked through the front (laughs) door? Do you know what I mean? Like, why is this temptation being flaunted (laughs) in my face?
2: It's the test. It's right, the test okay. To okay. get you you My know bad. what I mean. Yeah. Um
0: Okay, okay, so this is amazing. This is I love this. And I yeah. love the performance, Grace, kudos. Um yeah. but I just want to say like this is the problem when it comes to people trying to help people who have addictive behaviors, right? Yeah. This goes for smokers and drinkers as well. So by putting the thing that you are addicted to in this place of it has immense power over yeah. me and I am a quote unquote slave to it. Yeah, That gives the addiction the power. Oh yeah. That gives the piece of cake in the fridge or the cigarette or the beer in the pub the thing that says I'm stronger than you. You mm-hmm. can't resist me. So you better get the fuck out of here and get on your knees and pray. Yeah. As opposed to standing in in the same space as me and facing that cake uh, cigarette, beer, yeah. whatever, and going. You're just a thing that yeah. I like to insert into my body every now and yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, and and try, and you know, it's not as easy as that. But that's I per- personally, I think that's the place that yeah. gets you into a more powerful situation. Easier said than done. Oh yeah. But this thing of oh, I can't be alone in my own house in my own kitchen. Like what the fuck? Am I supposed to, I'm supposed to supposed to flee, go out onto the street, and just sit out in the rain and go. <laughs> Got to wait for this hunger to pass. <laughs> That like that, it, but you hear that yeah. you hear that across the board when yeah. people are trying to help people um, to do with uh, alcohol, cigarettes, yeah. drugs. It's giving the substance the power and yeah. taking it away from the person who is the user yeah. of the item.
2: Yeah, and I think the thing that really gets me here. Listen, I grew I grew up Catholic. Like I, I you know, I know guilt.
0: So you've done battle a few times. That's I've, what I've done
2: battle. In this, she actually says. Guilt is a good thing. Guilt can be used for, you know, as right. a, a way of motivating. I personally disagree. Mm. I've having grown up in the most guilt-ridden country,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> in one of the most guilt-ridden religions. Yeah. Um, You know, like, and I say that jokingly, like, the whole idea of, like, temptation and pleasure, they're used as bad... Pleasure being mm. used as, like, a bad word. Yeah. It's like, what really gets me is that even the fact that if you lean into it and go, you know... Maybe you just want a bit of chocolate cake. And actually, if you didn't feel so awful about it afterwards, because apparently being fat is somehow... God doesn't love you.
0: Against God. Against
2: God. And I'm like, well, no one knows that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? No one knows. And I also just think it's so sad to think that someone would be like, oh, I can't because then... God will hate me or I won't get into heaven mm. that's a horrible thing to think mm-hmm. like and I think that that's what the whole thing that like you'd have to flee yeah. and that you can't be trusted and yeah. there's something wrong with you yeah. like you feel like hugging these people and go, there's totally. actually nothing wrong with you
0: and what about what about some sort of flip side exercise with that where it's like okay you've got this uh, lonely temptation moment and you take out that piece of cake or whatever it is and you open up a dialogue between yourself and God as you yeah. try this thing and do it in a very mindful conscious way that's got to be healthier yeah. than I must I can't be trusted in my own bloody house yeah. and I must get on my knees and pray and just like try to distract myself and yeah. run away from this thing yeah. like yeah it's just it's really frustrating
2: because it's funny like I think I sometimes you know when you have like a fantastic meal <laughs> Listen When you're literally like That was amazing Like I'm so grateful I'm literally like God sure. I, oh, I got to enjoy that food Like how yeah. amazing was that I Yeah to, You are more grateful Totally When you get to Because most of the time Yeah you're just eating like what You know like You're mm-hmm. just getting through your sure. day And food's a part of it That's great But like most of the time We're not making Bloody Jamie Oliver Like pasta sure. dishes We're sure. just trying to like You know yeah. Make something that's tw- Five minutes Just done. stealing
0: a few bites Of a barbecue chicken and beans <laughs> yeah, like. listen
2: We're all having that half a BLT Do you know yeah. what I mean we're Running out the door but like so when you have an amazing experience with food and it's pleasurable you're actually so grateful because totally. and you remember it and it's it's a part of life and it's such a uh privileged part of life because you privilege. know it, it's such a privilege to enjoy some really good food to be
0: able to to yeah. have an able body that allows yeah. you to taste yeah. and digest all yeah. this food you know what I mean To whereas you could be unwell in a hospital and not able to eat you but you're I mean?
2: looking even COVID some people lost their sense of totally. taste and genuinely that terrified me I yes. was like to lose because I really enjoy food mm-hmm. and so the dieting world has so messed up mm-hmm. my relationship with food that like it's only lately I'm re-establishing how much I enjoy mm-hmm food Mm. and it can be a great part of your life so I think that all this stuff about temptation and pleasure being dirty words and it's like after a while like what just enjoy food I'm pretty sure I think it's a waste and like I can't speak for God (laughs) I am not God but I think it is a waste to not be able to enjoy the food that has been provided on this earth anyway myself Thanks for listening to this episode of FADCamp. As always, we want to thank our producer, Darren Lee. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.
0: Great ratings and reviews really help more people find the show, and it would mean a lot to us.
2: Make sure to share the episodes with friends and family or on your social media. Every listen helps.
0: And we absolutely love hearing from our listeners. So please get in touch with any of your diet stories on podcast at gmail.com.